Fishmas, fish running down. Fishmas, swimming around. Fishmas, I need gills to breathe. Fishmas, I taste good with some brie. A high. This that song was sung from the perspective of a fish. I like how it's aware that it tastes good with brie. It knows it knows the deal. Which I don't even know if, if you want to combine fish with brie. I don't but think so. I don't think you do, but it rhymed, and that's what I'm going with. Oh, hi everybody! It's the last episode of Fishmas. The would you say the most walleye time of the year? Yes. Uh we've had a good run. Uh this is our this though is our first time recording after Christmas. Yeah. We're, we we got through. We got through cuz we did our first ones uh pre Crimbus and then now this one uh is after it's the weekend. It's the 26th actually. It's the day after Christmas yeah. that we're recording recording right now. Recorderoy. You know what I noticed? Yeah. I didn't do a lot. Yeah. Cuz of COVID, but I'm still tired. It's like the holidays just make you tired. Christmas just has that effect on you. Yeah. Well, it's like we talked about in one of the previous episodes where I'm like, just once I start having to plan for it, even though it's fun, I'm buying presents for people I love, usually fun stuff, especially when I'm getting stuff for my nephew and niece and stuff like that. There's just an immediate like, oh no, (laughs) like that just enters your brain. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think you immediately get worried about uh, you know, interacting with family, letting down family, even if your family's chill. My family's super chill. No one would ever be disappointed in anything I get them, at least not openly, for oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's but definitely going to be behind your back. But it's just, it's the it's the people you care about, and you want to make them happy. I right. think that's the thing. It's just, it's people you want to make A little happy. extra pressure. A little yeah. bit, you know. But anyway, that's behind us now. Yes. And now it's post-Christmas, but it's still Fishmas. Because right. Fishmas it is... It lasts till the end of... Uh, fish, December. Yeah, Fishmas is an undetermined length of time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know, it's like Hanukkah in that it uh, is several. It's a several night celebration, uh, but it's much more uh, wet. Know, it's, it's way more wet. They do they do candles. There's flame. This is anti that. This is the other end of the spectrum. That's, that's true. It's all water, um, but it's also it changes every year. Who knows? Fishmas next year might be three months long. We don't know. We don't know. It's not up to us. But it is, though, right? No. Oh. Do you not get the emails? Is this some old lore that I don't even know about? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this. This show started. Someone emailed me to start a podcast. <laughs> and I said, hey, do you want to do it with me? You thought it was my idea. It was not. Wow. There's some sort of shadowy figure. Um, I shouldn't listen Just to them. pulling all the strings, huh? Yeah. And they have an AOL email, so I really shouldn't listen to that's... them. But but that, that's what makes them seem so ancient. <laughs> What's their MySpace look like? Um, honestly, I went to it, and their MySpace just says Friendster, which is weird. It doesn't take you to Friendster.com. It just says Friendster. Like, just the word comes up. And then if you try to click on anything else, your computer melts. Like, melts. Yeah, I, this is a new that's, one. That's why you get a new one. This yeah. is a brand new one. I was going to say, that looks new. This looks new. The previous one melted, and it was a pain in the ass to clean up. Because it's all plastic and circuits and stuff like that. That's terrifying. So now not, I see why we have to listen. Yeah. It could be the ancient deep one, Cthulhu himself. That would be awesome. That would tie us all together and do a really great, great. Great. And was, six-year-old Logan comes out for one moment. I was trying to say a great wet reveal, but I put them together oh, and, it just became, threw them. and it became great. Great. <laughs> I've had one beer. 
I'm fine. And you just ate. You I can't blame I them. I know. Who am I who's not drunk yet? <laughs> it's Logan Nielsen introducing himself four fucking minutes in, probably. Uh, and joining me, as always, is my co-host and resident liquor lover. This this one's just about you liking it. It's not even about you being an expert. You just like it. Okay. Yeah. Dustin Pixley. I do enjoy it. Dustin Pixley. Hello, Dustin. Hello, Logan. How are you, my friend? I told I'm a little exhausted from the holidays. Exhausted. But it, it does. It does do it. I'll to get you. pumped up for this. Yeah. I'm gonna crack a beer. Let's do that right now. Let's just let's, okay. Let's get to some beer here. Yes. So what are, we, what are we drinking first? We're doing. We're continuing with our Fishmas theme of two separate beers. Yes. So this is our pre-beer. Yes. This is the warm-up. Yep. What we got here? It is the Centennial IPA from Founders. Yes. Founders Centennial IPA, India Pale Ale featuring Centennial hops. Oh, is that, oh, they get they get a feature on this one. Yeah, it's like a like a song. Um, I don't know. It doesn't look like there's much information on it. Uh, Twelve fluid ounces, seven point two percent ABV, sixty five IBUs. We haven't had one that's had IBUs on it in a it's while. It's been a little while. So yeah, that's nice. Uh, brewed and packaged by Founders Brewing Co. Grand Rapids, Michigan. We had another Michigan one, didn't we? We had a uh, Founders one. Oh, that's right. Before. It was the other Founders one. I forgot. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's all this can says. Doesn't say anything else on it, except for, you know, government warning again, but we've read that. Ooh, I like this. Did you notice this? It's got a little It's got a little slogan at the bottom there. It just says, crack it, pour it, love it. Nice. I like that. That's, that's simple. Yeah. Well, let's follow its advice. Let's crack it. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that was crisp. That was crisp. Here we go. I like it. It's good. It's like it's not the best IPA, but it's a good straightforward one. Yeah. Gets no. the job did. You know yep. what I mean? It finishes nice. Yeah. Unlike the bells, you know, it doesn't have that kind yeah. of weird aftertaste. Yeah, it doesn't really have a weird aftertaste. Enjoy. Yeah. It's like I would it's not actually too hoppy. I wish it would chill a little bit. Sure. Just a touch. Just because it so I feel like I'm getting mostly just like hop and not so much like a like a flavor flavor yeah. if that makes sense. And Again. this is definitely that traditional IPAs from back in the day before the yeah. haze craze happened. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you can tell a difference in those because again the hops are way more. Oh yeah 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 yeah. This one's not um, overbearing, but well you said you're exhausted though. Did you have a good good Christmas yeah. though? Oh yeah. Saw a little bit of family. We didn't do big gatherings. Yeah, same but. same on my end. Um, I was telling you before we started. Uh. Everyone got me fi- uh, shark stuff. I, I have so much shark stuff. It's so great too. <laughs> got, you may have to post some of that. To I, I may have to. Maybe when I when I uh, post for this episode, I'll I'll uh, <laughs> show some of it because I got a couple different pairs of shark socks. You got some from my mom. She gave you some yes, some shark socks. I'm very excited to um, to wear them. I've got Jess's mom gave me a a, a shark mouth outlet cover. Which kind of rules? It it's was something so I so badass. It's something I never would have thought of, but it looks like the the outlets are inside a, a shark mouth. Well, it's made really well too. Yeah, it it's just not looks good. cheap looking. It's a good looking little piece. And then they got me this like it. It's a it's the jaws like shark face, and it kind of looks like our a logo. Bit, it's yeah. a, it's a little cartoony, and it's got but it's made out of like fence posts like it looks like it's a, a wood fence but they cut it out of it yeah, sort of it's, it's like got, an etsy type it's got little wood slats i think yeah. on the back it said it was like from hobby lobby or something okay. so it's like so someone made this and they're just like i don't know if anyone will buy it <laughs> but, and then i got a little so they gave me a little shark sign i don't know everyone everyone chose sharks for the theme for me this year which i'm not complaining it is just funny because i just started the show and like 
sharks are not like my favorite animal. Like I think they're cool, but like <laughs> no, growing up it wasn't. <laughs> no, I never saw you in a shark shirt no, before. I've never. It's I don't know. It's interesting because like I got like the street sharks toys from my one friend Martin and get, like people are forcing sharks on you more it's than interesting. anything. Because he just gave me, yeah, because he gave me a Street Sharks toy when I did his podcast once. And then he's like, oh, he got me another one when I did it a second time. And now it's, it's, I don't know, Sharks became this accidental theme of mine. I didn't even mean to at all. I think the Sharktoberfest was implanted in your brain years ago, subconsciously maybe, almost. Maybe, maybe. I, I like Oktoberfest beers. I've had the the name Sharktoberfest in my head for like a few years. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Huh? What? What if I'm destined to fight a shark? Or what if I'm destined to save the sharks? Yeah, you could be the one. I'm the chosen one. What if I'm a shark? You think you maybe are a shark? I might be I might be the one from their legend, the shark who could walk on land. And <laughs> the dry walker. <laughs> the one to bring peace between the war of humans and sharks, the dry walker will <laughs> You had kind of a gross prophecy name, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good. No, my my mother was human. My father is a great white. <laughs> oh, look, it's the dry one. The, dry, the great dry one. <laughs> well, that's good and stupid, but it's been a it's You know, I was actually surprised with how good the holidays were, considering it being right. all it, you. It could have COVID really and what have yeah. yeah, it could have sucked more. Right, but it was actually pretty good. Had a pretty good time. Got some good stuff from people, which I don't even really care about that. No. I've For years, my mom was like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. If you want to give me something, just give me some money. Like, I don't care because I don't need stuff. For me, I only get excited for Christmas to, like, get my nephew and niece stuff because they're fun to get stuff for. You know, like. Yeah, it's always more fun to buy for people yeah. almost. Because I like to give stuff to my brothers. And then, like, for my nephew, I, you know, he loves Legos, so I can just, like, get him a big-ass Lego set. Like, the stuff I would have wanted when I was right. a kid, you know, I can be like, there you go. I got him a Millennium Falcon this year. Ooh, yeah. that'll be fun. Oh yeah, he was he was jazzed. He opened. He was he was like speechless. He was he was like, oh my, you can't, oh, oh, oh my, you know, he's ten years old, you know. So it was very exciting to have that. And then mom got him a giant uh, ATAT, and that one blew his mind too. And he's like, oh, oh my god. So he's got these two like eleven hundred piece oh Lego sets that he's got. But he's he loves them. So. It'll be fun. It will be fun. And they look cool when they're done. Yeah. You so got little decorations. Yeah. So it's it's fun to to do that stuff. Um, you know, but I've never cared about getting stuff. But then this year, kind of everybody crushed it and got me stuff that i was into and if it was something i wasn't expecting it was shark themed so that was just funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know how do you complain about that so no 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 you cannot yeah so i don't know you know yeah the whole family couldn't be together i think we're you know me and luke are gonna try to have a little safe visit with my brother and his you know new son who i've only got to see once um you know but that's uh all in all not a bad holiday all in all not so bad for the you know plague ridden hellscape we live in <laughs> You know, could have been way worse. Yeah. I was kind of expecting it to not be fun. You know, so that's why I think I'm just, I've been in a good mood because Christmas didn't suck shit. Yeah. And isn't that what we're all looking for? It's just a good holiday to not just suck all the ass in the world. <laughs> yes. You know? Absolutely. That's what everyone wants. Anyway, what else you want to talk about this intro? Anything? I don't know. We came at Fishmas kind of half cocked, didn't we? Big time. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was we Sharktoberfest. We had like planned out. We had like literally a, a whiteboard full of like movies we were going to do, what topics and what beers we wanted to match. Fishmas. We were like, I don't know. We'll start and yes. we'll see what happens. Um, but we do have other themes planned coming up. Yes, yeah, so and we'll be a little more organized. 
a little bit, and uh, we're probably going to rebrand the show at some point, so it's not just called yeah, Sharktoberfest. It needs to have an overarching name yeah, but, with the different segments. But next year, we're hoping to do Sharktoberfest again. So oh. like, don't like, don't worry. Just, everything's going to live under like a new banner, and then we're going to keep doing these like, you know, little... I, I've been calling them, because we do beers and stuff, some little movie flights. I like that. Little tasting too. flights. We're trying, we haven't figured out the name yet, but something. Something in that something vein. Something beer and movie, yep. something, something. Because we have people who like the beer talk, we got people who like the movie talk. And then people who don't listen to it, like our girlfriends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, we watched Shape of Water. Yes, we did. We went... <laughs> <laughs> this, the the one bit we did plan for ourselves for, for Fishmas is we'd start with a shark movie, then do a fish movie, and then we thought Little Mermaid, and then we thought it'd be funnier if we went even further down the fish person <laughs> line of thinking. Just a full upright walking yep, fish man. Yep, so now it's, this one's about a fish man who's definitely not Abe Sapien from Hellboy. Like, don't even worry about it. Not even it. close. I know he eats eggs, but don't even worry about it. He looks exactly the same. I didn't steal him. It's me, Guillermo del Toro. I didn't steal him uh, I from read Hellboy. In their IMDb, they have, like, the facts, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was digging through deep. Same guy plays both, too. Doug Jones yeah. plays both. <laughs> and it literally said that they spent nine months working on the look for him. I'm like, you, you did? Yeah. And then you just gave up and went no, with no. Abe Sabian? No, they did. In 2004. They right. spent a lot. <laughs> That's probably what they're talking <laughs> when, about. When they made Hellboy, they really spent the time to make him look great. And then they put it back on for this one. Which is uh, kind of shitty because Hellboy's a graphic novel. Yeah, no, he d- That's why you. I know. You stole that he character. He kind of stole it because. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, I forget. Is it Mike. I don't know who wrote that. No, I was going to say Mike Mignella, but that's an actor, I think. There's like a Ming- Mignell? Mingle? Mingle? Mingle sing- mingle with singles in your area? Let me check. For singles in our area? Look, and you have a girlfriend. <laughs> no, I'm going to look for hot singles in my area. Hang on. Oh, I was so close. Mike Mignola. There you go. You were... I was going to say Mike Mignella. I was close. You were really close. Wow. Look at me. Look at this guy. Look at me sort of knowing stuff. Pulling shit out of his ass, kind of. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of that train of thought. Um, I guess do we take our... This is a bad opening, I feel like. I feel like, wow, man, why did Fish miss openings? Or are they so bad? It's Why is it so bad? I know it's my fault. I know it's all on me. Well, you can blame me a little bit, too. Okay. I'll take some of it. Okay, you did it a little bit, too. Yeah, I could have done more. I could have so, done more. Someone did comment it on the um, on the first one when we did the two intros yeah. that i restarted someone specifically commented on my instagram and just said uh love the episode the intro was great yeah so <laughs> i i actually enjoyed that too when that, i listened back. it made me feel better it made me feel like okay good no matter how no matter how much i botch it <laughs> it some, still seems to work someone still might like it yeah. so it's good i'll take it but yeah well i guess then uh should we we should can go we, to our next segment where we can talk about the movie yeah should we Take a break and get the new beer. We'll get yeah. We may as well just start, as well. start the next beer already. So and it's then, another uh, sipper, so it'll last us. And then uh, at the end, so we're gonna do our movie talk, and then we have uh, we're gonna do, cover a little bit of a an interesting Christmas tradition we just learned about that we're gonna talk about a little bit. Probably not like a huge in depth look, but no, but it's it's fun. It's it was fun. It's very interesting. Yeah, these got lazy. These episodes got real lazy. <laughs> we're gonna bring it back. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Well, all right then. Let's take our break, and then we'll talk about this movie. We're spoiler alert: a lady fucks a fish man. <laughs> That's the premise, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a weirdly horny movie. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Let's we'll talk about that. Let's, let's, let's take a beer. break. We'll take a break. We'll get the other beer. I'm drowning. It's fish. Fish. Calm down. God, calm down. All right, I w- I will repeat it to you. What am I? I move my mouth. I make no sound, like him. What does that make me? When he looks at me, the way he looks at me, he doesn't know what I lack or how I am incomplete. He sees me for what I am as I am. Okay, so we're back. We are. We we have the beer in hand. We have the beer in hand, and I'm I'm ready to sip it and talk about a movie I don't particularly like. <laughs> you yeah, you were against it when we brought it up. I wasn't against it. I just told you well, I you, didn't like it. Yeah, you didn't enjoy it right away, and then it sounds like on your second viewing, you also y- yeah didn't change your mind. Here's an interesting too, or here's what's interesting too. This is our first Best Picture winner. It is. This is one Best Picture. And it's not very high up on the list of movies I like <laughs> of what we've watched. It's in the middle, probably. You've kind of always been one to go against the current. Well, I, I, not always. Oh, there you go. You pointed at me when you said current. Because um, water. <laughs> We're fish live. No, I don't. We'll get into it more. But here's, let's just do our, our quick flash review. What? How do you feel about it, I guess? Tell me yours first. How do you feel? On the second viewing, I definitely see the issues with the movie. Right. But I don't hate it still. Right. Well, here's the, I don't hate it either. I definitely don't like it, though. Sure. And I can't. I'm having a hard time. And I had this when I saw it the first time. And still watching it a second, though. I thought now it would become more clear to me why I don't like it. And some things did. But, like, I don't know. There's something about this movie. It just kind of all rubs me the wrong way. Sure. For some reason. It's just I don't I don't love the way it's written. That I find the dialogue pretty obnoxious. I don't like. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Well, um, yeah. But, no, I get what, you're, what you mean. Especially, again, the second viewing. Yeah. I tried to put some different goggles on. and She's, like, immediately in love with the fish man, and we're all supposed to just, like, accept it. And I'm like, I don't, well, I don't. There's a lot of things they just want you to accept in this movie and, like, move yeah. on really quickly. Yeah. And that works sometimes, but not in this particular movie. Because yeah. I need to, I, there needs to be more in certain parts. And it's both, like, trying to present itself as a fairy tale, but also trying to play itself kind of straight and seriously, but then also kind of being over the top. And it's also just... Well, it feels like they're pushing a weird agenda too, like an underlying message that doesn't work. Yeah, and it's just like it's just a it's just a, a strangely horny movie. And that's the other part too, yeah. It's just weirdly horny. And I'm not against sex in movies. Listen, I talked about how much I like Piranha 3D. <laughs> so I like I'm I'm not I, it's the way they handled it was so strange. It is cuz it's it feels like it should be in Piranha 3D not sort of or well, it's like they they treat I I'll get more into it when we talk about the movie but they treat the main character like she's this this weird this weird outcast who can't connect to anybody even though clearly everybody who's on like the janitorial staff at the place really likes her and treats her like an equal. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you know she's I mean? not as much of an outcast as like yeah. they want you to think she is. And she's also very clearly like a sexual being who's open about herself as a woman because the the first thing we see her do is masturbate in her bathtub. Yes, to an egg timer. She's got it down. Yeah, so it's like we know she horny. 
we know you know what i mean it's like, right they're showing us like right away like listen so it's not like this is the she f- wants to fuck yeah and it's like you just you can you just can you can you know yeah it's okay <laughs> like i don't know it's the way it handles and that thing too about like uh, who are the quote unquote outcasts in the movie and it's like they're they're considered like freaks because of their perceived differences or whatever and i i don't know it and the so the only people they are they can connect to is a fish humanoid creature i don't know it all just feels clumsy it feel even though it's it's a it's a it's a a great looking movie yeah well shot um yeah looks great the underwater scenes are really cool yeah i mean everyone in it is you know the actors are good i don't necessarily love the way the characters are written they feel they all kind of feel one-dimensional which would work if the movie tried to keep itself a little more surface level like a like fairy tale would be do you know what i mean right like but then, a, it's, but then a, it's also this weird ode to like classic hollywood which doesn't fit at all makes no fucking no sense. and they ran that down your throat because every yeah. other scene it's either on tv yeah or they're doing some sequence to be like old hollywood i noticed that too this time i was really paying attention and and i don't understand why that exists in this movie because it's trying to be a fairy tale but it's also like this ode to old hollywood and then all the music is like this like kind of french accordion stuff but the movie takes place in baltimore yeah it's a big mishmash of yeah like it sounds like the ratatouille soundtrack right you know? yeah <laughs> like, which then i kept thinking to him just like this would almost work better if it were like an animated story obviously make it less horny and maybe less violent but like that kind of story if you like could almost play better because you 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 automatically suspend your disbelief a little bit more when it's animated, even if it's being grounded yeah. and telling like a human story. You your mind is okay letting stuff happen a little because yeah. it's it, a cartoon. Yeah, because it's not real people. Right. So you're just like, well, this is cartoon rules. You know what I mean? Even if it's a real, you know, there are Pixar movies that play by very realistic rules. Yeah, but you let things go yeah. much easier because again, it is animated. Yeah, they so. can they can bend it more because it's a cartoon. So yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm a, we'll work out together. We'll break it down. Yeah. What? Why? What a rubbed little bit you? More. What rubbed but, you the wrong way? Yeah. But um, hopefully, what won't rub me the wrong way is this delicious beer I'm about to crack. Is or is this it me? delicious beer? No, I was just it was I was just doing a pause for effect. Okay. This dramatic pause. Was it too long? Did I go too long? I felt uncomfortable and okay. thought I needed to jump in, but maybe okay. I didn't. Okay. I'm sorry. Let me try it again. Let me okay. try it again. Okay. Um, what I hope doesn't wrong rub me the wrong way. Is this beer? Is this beer? God damn it, Dustin. Jesus. Okay, <laughs> let's just open it then. Good lord. Okay. So this is this is uh Three Floyd's Dark Lord. Yes. Dark Lord. <sighs> See, they missed a good chance to call it Dark Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Floyd. This is this is evil Floyd. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, go ahead and open it up. Ooh. Oh, it was giving you a fight there. It said wax on it a little bit. Yes, too. they put wax on all these. They have wax in the bottle, which some of the other ones we've had had that too, but this one you had a, a hard time cutting off. <laughs> they they really, like I said, they almost don't want you to drink this beer. With yeah, this a little bit wax. the way it was. Uh, Dark Lord. Now, I've never had this before. You have, so this is another gift you're giving to me. Oh, that pour sounded good. Sorry, I talked over it. I'll let you, go ahead, pour this one right into the mic. Let's go ahead and just get it Let's good. Let's do it. Let's do that. Oh, that sounded great. That was actually perfect. I loved that. This one gets you like two full glasses of beer, too. Very good. Dark Lord from Three Floyd's Blue... 
Bluery. What is with my mouth today? I'm not like I know I get this way in like the you know, the latter half of the show. Yeah, typically it's after some beers and yeah, not just for not the just, fuck of it. Not just from talking to a person for a fucking minute. Good lord. Dark Lord from Three Floyd's Brewing Company. A demonic Russian style imperial stout brewed with coffee. Mexican vanilla and Indian sugar. This beer defies description, except for the description it just gave you. (laughs) Bottles available one day a year, Dark Lord Day, at the brewery in Munster, Indiana. This is, like I said, it's a Russian Imperial Stout, uh, 15% ABV, 50 IBUs. This is a much bigger one than the uh, darkness we had. That was only like 9.9. Was it? Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. So this one's well. That first one that we did, though, the um, dogfish was like fifteen was f- to eighteen. It was fifteen to nineteen, I believe, or something. Or fifteen yeah. to twenty. And I think said. it was closer to the twenty because that sucker was hot. Yeah. And so, and you surmised uh, that you probably bought this bottle at Dark Lord Day in twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. So this is a five year old version. So does that make a Russian Imperial Stout better? I think so, in my opinion, and in the, in the well, experiences I've had with them, the aged uh, darkness we yeah, had that was, was very that was good. Eight years. That was eight years. That was that was very good yeah and i don't know if it's so much that they brewed them better back then or if it's the age right so we'll see on this one because honestly this beer i've not liked as much as darkness okay i've not had one this old either so i'm i'm excited to try i also noticed too on the on the bottle here at the bottom it says dark matter coffee is is that the coffee they use is dark matter coffee yeah i would assume it's a local is that associated with well no i know dark matter like they have those in chicago and stuff like that oh do they that's become kind of a, a bigger brand um so I didn't know if that was associated with Three Floyds or... They probably just partnered with them for the beer. Maybe, because it's, it's just a tiny little logo on the bottom. But then uh, it's got a weird uh, kind of... Viking warrior? Viking, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it's a good, like, death metal album cover. You know, it's really... Yeah. Run to the hills! Which is not death metal, but it was the first thing I thought of was kind of... Um, Iron Maiden. Hey, let's drink this. Yes. Ooh. It's good. Yeah. It's quite good. It's like, it is, I I think it would be even better if it wasn't following darkness. Agreed. Again, I still... Well, because for me, I literally taste this. It tastes like Darkness Jr. Yeah. A little bit. Like, it's got got the, it's got a very similar flavor profile. Because even though they say it's kind of different flavors, I'm still getting a, like I, it kind of has like a hint of cherry almost a yeah. little bit. It's got that same kind of flavor makeup. It's close. I think darkness is a little thicker. Darkness is a little thicker. It's just a little smoother. The flavors work a little bit better. Yeah. Um, maybe it's something with the higher alcohol. Maybe that has a little maybe, bit of an effect on what we're maybe. tasting. But that's always been my opinion as well as I've always liked the darkness a little bit over the Dark Lord. But like this is good. If you didn't have darkness, this would be great. Yeah. But it's like darkness is this. Just a little bit better. But the thing with these guys, too, is they also release variants every year that you can pick. Mm-hmm. And those are very sought after. Mm. They do like a marshmallow one. I think it's called Marshmallow Hangy, and people are obsessed with that one. Interesting. Uh, Chemtrail is another big one from them. Chemtrail. I don't even know what the flavor is, but that's those are the two like hot ones everyone mm. wants, you know? Right. So. Interesting. 2015, me and a friend went to the festival. Yep. So we drove the six hours to Munster. Mm-hmm. And this was like. Late March, early April, I think. So it's still kind of cold out. And it mm. was rainy as all get up. Yep. And I, as the smart man that everyone knows I am on this podcast. Yeah, we know me, it. Yeah, they know. 
I wore a very thin sweatshirt, mm-hmm. and it was misting to that really sticky water that just gets in the all fibers yeah. of your clothes. Where you don't even really like feel like you're getting soaked, but all your clothes you're just, just drenched. Get, yeah. I was so fucking cold. We went a couple hours early to go enjoy the festival. Right. Which I'm sure it's a fun festival. Not yeah. taking away. I'm sure people have a great time. The thing with that one is, though, I've never seen so many drunk zombie people in my life. <laughs> like literally there's this line and there's people just laying on the ground right and there's people just walking where you can just see in their face it's there's nothing there yeah yeah so we get a few beers and Do, I'm trying, you think you think the weather made it even worse that everyone's just like is, yes because i was trying to drink a coat myself right but my hands were shaking so much right <laughs> well and everyone's gotta pretend like they're having a great time yeah because they planned out to come to this beer festival oh and there's all these tents set up where they, i think they have bands. right but every motherfucker in Munster, Indiana is like, I'm wearing a backpack to this festival. Oh, of course. So you're just getting slammed with every other backpack on the planet. So we're just not having a great time. Are are these, not to you know put anyone on blast or anything, are these beer festivals you go to, would you say the people there are cool? Or Yes, I can't say I've ever had a bad experience with okay. people. Everyone's super nice, and okay. everyone's there to have fun. It's one of those things, and I think this is a convention for anything, not just beer. I'm saying of anything, where all the biggest fans of something get together. It could either be an absolute delight or the most exhausting thing Like a ever. big snob fest? Yes. You know, it's, yeah. it's like different levels of like, you know... Comic Con may be an example, or like a bad example, but like stuff like that, where it's like, because that's just so huge now, it doesn't even matter. Maybe like, like a specific Comic Con yeah, type yeah. event, like, like an, an like an anime convention. Yeah, <laughs> like, which I'm sure is probably great if you love anime, because you can really connect people who know it. You know what I mean? But like people who are intense about stuff that I have a passing interest in. Yeah, you know, like a big right. like like a, like I bet a big Star Wars celebration is horrible. Yes, because everyone's like throwing their theories out at each other and, yeah they're all just very intense fact checking yeah every little thing yeah like because most everyone likes to be like oh well you know that fan base is toxic it's like well all fan bases are yeah just depends how deep you get <laughs> but no no and, the beer ones it's always been very everyone's there to have fun for sure good okay um anyway we, we end up getting our beers early so we kind of lucked out mm-hmm. and i was so cold i got an uber so mm-hmm. I'm like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Didn't even look. Got to the hotel. My two-mile drive cost me $60. Jeez. I was pretty stoked about that because it was peak peak time. $60. But Good I was Lord. on the verge of freezing to death, so. I guess. That seems like a lot, especially for like Munster, Indiana. Yeah, no shit. It was <laughs> fucked. <laughs> like living in Chicago, I would barely get well, one. And that. I think <laughs> like the only thing available is like an XL for the two of us. So oh, it was just okay. a shit show. Oh, I suppose you had less selection out there too. Oh yeah, Monster Indiana. Oh, it was not, yeah. shit show all around. I'm That's sure it's fair. a super fun festival. We didn't know anyone. We came completely unprepared for the weather, mm-hmm. so we kind of dicked ourselves. But the best thing was, were there like tents you could go into, or was it just everything outside? No, there was tents. But again, that was the backpack city. Oh right, and it's right, so right. cramped right, right. because it's raining. So it was just kind of a mess on our part. Right. But the best part was the next day we stopped to get some deep dish pizza. We wanted to give it a shot because mm-hmm. we're close to Chicago, you know. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, my friend's going through the reviews for the festival, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you got to hear this." He's like, "Thanks to the guy who let me fuck his girlfriend for my variant." <laughs> Jeez. So some guy pimped his girlfriend out to get one of those, probably one of the marshmallow ones or chemtrails. Jeez. I was talking. Jeez. Oh, I mean, if she was into it, different story, right? That's different story, and he's just getting some out of it. So, like, hopefully, that's the. I hope they're a very open couple. Yeah, and it that's wasn't fine. a 
get in there. Uh, yeah. That, that's yes. scary. Then that's a, that's a, hey, bud, bad life choices you've made. Leave her alone, please. And, and you, woman, dump him immediately. Yeah. Never speak to him again. Ever. But if, like, if they're just a freaky couple and they're already, like, looking to fool around and he's like, oh, I can get something else out of this. I then, feel like it's very know. possible with how drunk everyone was there. They, they, it could have maybe they like just, inhibitions are thrown to the wind. Or at that what if festival? they just happen to hook up and he's like, "You fucked my girlfriend. Give me your beer." And the guy was just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, like, that could be too. <laughs> we're gonna talk about this on the way home, Leslie. Like, <laughs> you're lucky I got this beer. Yeah, I don't know. That's not, there's just oof, oof, too much yeah. going on there. Right. So haven't been back to that one. <laughs> Which and again, I'm sure it didn't happen this year. I saw on their site they had like uh, you can. No, I'm sure. No, it was a pickup only. You you could yeah you could yep. buy like packs or whatever of it um interesting well thank you again for sharing another uh uh of course know, man. fancy beer with me that i i wouldn't have otherwise probably and it, it's a good beer but like you said it's just the darkness it's junior just, yeah. it really is it is because as i'm sipping it i just want it to be darkness yeah because it's it's close it's so close if it had its own like like different flavor profile i wouldn't think that as much but it it tastes almost exactly like darkness i kind of want to try the newer ones now because yeah. the head brewer of surly todd Haug, he went to three floyds whoa whoa so this I wonder, is a scoop this is a scoop beer drama yeah so i kind of wonder if if uh, did they poach him uh i don't know or did he, was he was he i think he was, I think he was unhappy at surly because mm. as we've seen with all the new variety packs and stuff we've been enjoying right they never did that till todd left so I almost think they were trying to move in that direction. Oh, and he didn't want He to. wanted to keep brewing. He pretty much did hobby beers. <sighs> Which I'd maybe on a side more, except for that latest variety pack. That coffee one is so fucking good. I know. So I <laughs> That's why I bought us. I bought you one for I Christmas. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I almost, I was almost going to buy one and bring it over here tonight. <laughs> but I was like, God, we just had that on uh, Fish Giving. So I'm I was like. Fish Giving. Sharks Giving. Sharks Giving. I'm all fished up. Yeah, I know. I know. We are a little fished out. Little, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to move on. I ready. Think. We're ready to uh, to come on to land, and that's what we have coming up. I don't know if we're gonna have anything in January. Yeah. Maybe we'll stop in and do something short, but maybe a January is gonna be a little nuts. But we got uh, we got plans for February. Yes. It's gonna be very stupid. And uh, here's a here's a here's a hint. Yes. So there's your hint. There. There you go. Let's see what's going on there. Um, okay. Well, we covered the beer then. Yeah. Uh, thank you again for bringing it. It's good, and I'm excited to sip on it. And I'm, I wonder how it makes. I still have some Centennial left here. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, you know, as it warms up, we'll see. So, Shape of Water. Yes. What year did this come out? 2017, 2018? 2017. I do 2017? Yep. Okay. 2017, uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro, who I'm normally a fan of. Oh, no. I, yeah, I've enjoyed a lot of his movies in the past. Um stars Sally Hawkins and Michael Shannon, Richard Jenkins, Doug Jones, who I believe we mentioned before. We talked about... We've talked about him didn't before. We, we talked about... I know we, we talk, Did we talk about Hocus Pocus? We've talked about Hocus we? Pocus, and now he's the guy in that, and he's a, he does body work and stuff like that. But yeah. He, he plays Abe Sapien and did the Hellboy movies, and he was in that movie um, where Paul Bettany was an angel, Legion. Oh, yeah. He's the ice cream man demon oh, that yeah, shows yeah. up. And he's yeah, and then he's the the vampire master in the uh, what, what we, we do in the, the shadows, shadows yes. series, um, and then also starring uh, Octavia Spencer and uh, Michael Stuhlbarge, who I'm a big fan of. I like Michael Stuhlbarge a lot. He's a great character actor. Which one's he? He played the scientist who's the secret yes. Russian. Yes, he was. Yeah. He did really well. The cast is actually really great. The in cast this movie. is great. It's got it's a a fantastic ensemble. Um, it's just 
the way they played them out didn't didn't yeah. quite work. I don't know. So it uh it it takes place in the 60s, 1962 it says here, uh in Baltimore and uh Sally Hawkins character, she's she's a mute. She has three scars on her her neck. Yeah, that are of mysterious origin because she has no family. They, since she was a baby, they found they found her. Right, is kind of what that's, we. That's what Octavia Spencer says at one point. She's like, they just found her on the shore, and she's never been able to talk. And bleh. sure, and she lives uh, by herself in an apartment above a movie theater, which only plays what. Old Hollywood movies. Well, it takes, well, you know, and this movie is old Hollywood. It takes you know, it's 1962, so it's in that era. I feel like they're playing even. It looks like they're playing movies from like the 40s or 50s. Some of them might have been, but I don't know. They just uh, again the old Hollywood thing. I don't understand. It's like this weird ode to old Hollywood, but it doesn't really involve the story that much. And it's like I, it, it, you you could make it work if you made it like. Her only outlet is like old movies, and like her and Richard Jenkins like kind of bond over some old movies. They never go to the theater though. No, like it'd be different if she spent all of her time, all of her free time, just sitting in the and movie theater watching old movies. The way like, they're setting it up, yeah, you think she would just be there? Like, um, uh, a great version of this would be Wally. You know, Wally, how it's like he he just watches um, uh, what old musical? Hello, Dolly, and that's what he then he thinks that's what. Love is, he thinks, like, that's all human emotion he gets from watching Hello, Dolly. Right. If you had something like that where it's, like, the only time she feels, like, connected to human experiences was watching movies or something, then I would I would understand kind of, it more. But then again, they still don't have a way to tie that into the fish man. No. You know what I mean? Aside from the fact that he's kind of a, a parody of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, and that was something they talk about where they... They fished him out of a river in... Uh, South America, in South America, just vaguely, and he's worshipped as a god down there. Um, the the villagers give him offerings, and that's kind of the the vague origins lot, we get. A lot of throwaway in this one. A lot of throwaway. Um, I mean, the whole plot feels kind of throwaway. All right, well, uh, so All so right. Sally Hawkins. Um, yeah, like I said, she's uh, she can't talk. She's got these scars on her neck. Uh, she lives in this apartment. Her neighbor is Richard Jenkins. Well, there's this opening dialogue or this opening narration from Richard Jenkins where the camera comes in like into her uh, her apartment, apartment and yeah. it's all filled with water, which that shot is gorgeous. It is. It's uh. this opening tracking shot and it seems as if everything's underwater and floating and then slowly everything like reaches the ground and then the and then it, the water's gone. It comes yeah. into the real world. Which that yeah, that was awesome. That looks gorgeous. Like that's where I'm like this is a beautiful opening shot. Um and the narration that Richard Jenkins does, but then he talks about this like, you know, you know, what could I tell you about her? And like the princess, the princess with no voice, blah, blah. Oh, which we, we mentioned is this weird uh, connection to Little Mermaid we didn't plan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the princess with no voice and then this weird uh, marry a fish person kind of deal. Yeah, it's <laughs> going on. We got, oddly enough, yeah. We didn't quite plan that. We we planned the fish human part, but we didn't realize. I'm like, oh, yeah, then this one, there's like this, oh, this woman can't talk and... Um, she's this princess without a voice, basically, which is what right. fucking Ariel becomes in. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I guess that worked. I, out. you know, we accidentally found a theme aside from fish. So <laughs> yeah. good for us. I don't know. 
I don't know. Are we good at this? We haven't found out yet. Yeah. And then the the first thing we see Sally Hawkins do then, like when they introduce her, like she literally wakes up from sleeping on a couch. She doesn't even have a bed. I've noticed that throughout the movie, which I thought was kind of... She sleeps on her... It, even though it's like a big apartment. Well, there's plenty of room. It's like... It's not like this like tiny little, you know, box. of like, no. it's, a, it's a big it's apartment. kind of a studio, but there's room for a bed. Absolutely there is. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but the first thing then we see her do is then disrobe and disrobe, hops in the tub, cranks one out. Like the first thing we see her do is masturbate. And I'm like, okay. And again, I have nothing against sexuality. Just to me, it's like you're introducing this story that's like, we don't even know this character yet. And now we, all we, we know, know about her is that she makes hard boiled eggs and double clicks the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to make it, you know, more water themed plays the little man on the boat. It's, you know, there it goes. <laughs> there, you go. there we go. I mean, it nautical. Uh, yeah, and especially too when your your opening narration is like this fairy tale of like the princess with no voice and the monster that almost destroyed everything. Blah blah. blah. Anyway, wick, 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 wick. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. All right. Anyway, here's some tits and yeah. I I don't yeah. I don't know that that just so immediately it, it's immediately just a strange start, you know what I mean? And it'd be different than if that was like a big part of her character was this I don't know this sexual. I don't know, repression or something or this like, I don't, but I don't know. But it's really not mentioned again or like. Nah, just until. I guess you kind of, I think you kind of see her back in a routine again. I don't a know. later, but it's just like, it doesn't. I don't know. It just like. It's like, yeah, people masturbate. Cool. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's not a big secret of the world. Yeah. I guess for me, it was, my question was like, what are you trying to tell me with this moment? Yeah. Because you, if you show someone doing that, you're you're trying to tell me something about the character. And I wasn't quite sure what it was. It was just like, she's a sexual person? Okay, because then that also kind of then undoes some of her her like disconnection to humanity. I'm just like, well, she's clearly like a sexual being who, who gets along with people, is very affable. Even though she's mute, she's like, her 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 best friend is the name of Richard, Doc- Richard Dawkins. Richard Jenkins. Uh, Richard Dawkins, I believe, is a scientist. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but Richard Jenkins is like her best buddy. They get along. She goes downstairs. The guy she lives above the theater. The theater owner who clearly he's like, like super nice to her. He's super nice to her. Like he pays for it. And he's he's like I have you tickets for the next movie. You must stay. But she's like can't. She's got to go to work. And I'm like okay. So like she's and like I said, she gets to the place where she works, and her and the rest of the cleaning staff that she's a part of, like the scientists, like the higher up staff, aren't like. Well, there's one mean maid lady, or not maid, but janitorial lady That's for some true. reason. But well, she's just, just annoyed because every every night, clearly at the start of their shift, Octavia Spencer lets her cut in line to punch in. Yeah, so she's not very punctual. Exactly. She's always late. And so, I, you know, if I was Yolanda, which was her name, I remembered, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. Be like, hey, you're late every fucking day, and you're almost making me late to punch in. Because clearly I just got here oh, barely on time. It's warranted. Yeah, exactly. I'd be a little annoyed. No, it's weird because, yeah, they use the, the mutinous as like her biggest crutch ever. And it makes it seem like that makes her such an outcast. Yeah, but really, it's not that. No, it's not that big a deal. That's that's what I'm on. That's what makes me feel weird about this movie is there's this like, because to me, like saying like, I'm a mute, so therefore the only person I could connect with is this fish man. Like we we are one and the same. Like, no, no, no. You could meet plenty of <laughs> no. nice people who don't care that you yeah, can't speak. Yeah. You already have. You have people who yeah. like you. Yeah, they made a language because your neighbor speaks it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone understands yeah. your sign language and talks yep. to you just fine. You have friends. Because even, too, the people who are, like, above them at the place, aside from Michael Shannon, who's he just comes in, he's a sociopath. But, like, even the people who, like, they work for aren't mean to him. 
You know what I mean? No, there's no like like the oh, only. I have the worst terrible life, and it, it, she seems fine. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know. I I just so that's where that's where I, like immediately I'm in this weird place of like she's not like a a freak, and it seems like that's what the movie's trying to get me to feel about her, and I don't feel that way. You know, like I'm yeah. like oh, I don't fit in anywhere. No, it seems like you actually do fit in. You, you got you have quite a good niche. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've made a good life for yourself. You, have, you I mean, it seems like you don't have family, and that's probably a lost thing, and that does suck, and that creates character depth. But like, no, you got friends. I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> see anything stopping you from finding someone. Yes, exactly. You really don't seem like anything would set you know exactly and that's why i don't like it looking at it just like well she hasn't found anyone because she's mute and i was like what that well, doesn't i don't know i don't know it doesn't it work for me strange too so she speaks perfect sign language you could probably meet a really nice hearing impaired person oh absolutely like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. you guys already speak asl to each other <laughs> like, um i found two in the movie, the writing, how they make the other characters talk so much because she can't. It feels yes. like they're trying to fill yes. it, like fill in too much. Yes. And they can't rely on the acting to emote emotions. And, and the acting's good. Sally Hawkins is a great fucking actor. Let's think they're great. And they, I feel like they don't get the opportunity yeah. to. Because there's the one scene where she's, to skip ahead a little bit, where she's trying to convince Richard Jenkins she needs to break the fish man out of the facility. And she literally, and he, he goes, oh, you want me to repeat what you sign? Okay. And Because the rest of the movie, we see subtitles of what she's yeah. saying. But in that moment, it's like, well, we just want Richard Jenkins to narrate it. We want to give like a dramatic reading of these lines instead of just having the audience read it. Yeah. It's like, so it felt lazy there to where they were yes. too scared to rely on yes. seeing emotion from Sally Hawkins. Exactly. I agree with and you. And that's what I was thinking. I agree with you 100%. That, okay. That's that's a, a, a very good... I noticed that a couple times where it's like... That was the same thing with... Um, there's a movie, uh, Children of God, that was in the, the early 90s. That's the one that Marley Matlin won the Best Actress for. Is a, William Hurt is in that. Okay. Not Children of Men. Oh, okay. That's what I was... That's yeah. the Clive Owen movie. That's yes. from the, the 2000. That's from like 05. No, there's a movie called Children of God, or Children of a Lesser God is what it's called. Children of a Lesser God. Um, and it's... Uh, I don't I don't know the full story. I've only seen parts of it. But um, William Hurt plays like a professor or something, and then he he falls in love with this deaf girl played by Marley Matlin, who is who is an actual... She's a, a, a deaf actress. Oh, okay. Um, she's in like the West Wing and stuff, too. She, she's great. She's really great. But, not, you know, after that movie, then she kind of just like, anytime they needed like a fun, you know, like a cool deaf character to right. come on. Um, but she's a really great actress, and she won an Oscar for that movie, and she's great in it. Um, but they had to do a lot of every time like there's a, a big fight scene between her and William Hurt, William Hurt has to be like, what do you mean I'd always do this to you? Like, has to kind of repeat what she's saying yeah. to for the audience, and then he'll say his side of the argument. He's like, he's like, I don't know what you say when you mean the, the, the like, yeah. And, and it's kind of like, just like, cool. And it's like, I get it. I understand, because, you know, especially with, <laughs> with American audiences, we're very afraid of reading. <laughs> <laughs> Subtitles are scary. Uh, you know, so I understand when you get scared to, like, play that out, but it's like, no, it's like... the. I, I'm fine reading it. I can handle a, a few seconds of yeah. reading. It's cool. And it's like, I I don't, I don't know if it's like you, it's it's that you don't want my eyes down there, so I'm looking at the actor. But then I had the, the same thought right away. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I don't need him to read the lines for me. Yeah. I, I get it. I don't I, need I it I want to see it come from me. the actress. Yeah. That's what I want. I want yeah. Yeah. I want to feel her emotion. 
Yeah. Letting that out. Not yeah. Because it is yeah. like with a foreign film, it's better to watch it with subtitles than dubbed over. Because then you you hear. Oh, you get so taken out with the dub over. You do. Because then you just it you feels get, like you get trapped watching their lips. It feels like two actors fighting for the role. Then you know, like well, and I've noticed the dub overs never line up with the right emotion. Like they just no, not usually, no. not usually. Well, because they're not working on it as long. Yeah, you know, they're not with the character building this role for the you know the months. No, it takes they're just to make a movie. Paid to go in and read some lines when they do the voiceover. It's usually yeah. for maybe a week at most for a bigger movie, but. To do like a voiceover session, yeah. So yeah, that that's already kind of a weakness of the movie where it it gives you this mute character, but it doesn't it doesn't fully want to like let that be her thing. I guess it like no, to, they don't I, want to embrace it really. Yeah, because then even at a point where it's like because they they have Octavia Spencer do the same thing. They they have yeah. her translate a lot, which and I'm fine with that when it's like in the scene with Michael Shannon where like she has to speak for him. Or speak for her, like that. That part that the, made. The, sense. There's other ones too, though. Where but there's other scenes where it's just like, oh, I'm oh. I'm telling you what you're telling me. It's like, well, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking telling you. <laughs> like, um, and it, you can do it with subtitles. Like I, a show I've mentioned before, maybe on this show, I don't know. I've mentioned every podcast I've done. I think I've talked about how much I love Fargo, um, the the TV series. Yeah. But in the first season, they have the two hitman characters, one of whom is deaf, and then the other one, like they speak, they switch off speaking sign language to each other. And then every now and then, like Adam Goldberg plays the the non-deaf one, he'll be, he'll be like, "Oh my god, I don't even want to do this right now." And then the deaf guy will like slam on the table and is like, "Fucking look at me!" <laughs> and it works. You read their emotions while reading the subtitles. Yeah. You can do it. We're adult humans with brains. Yes. <laughs> like it's okay. We're all right. I can perceive everything. It works for me. It's okay. It and the people who aren't going to keep up are the people who aren't really going to appreciate nuance anyway. To be honest, right? <laughs> this probably isn't their movie anyway. Yeah, they're already going to be pissed that they had to read anything. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we're kind of jumping all over, but, uh, Sally Hawkins, she works in, uh, what's her character's name? It's like, um, uh, Eliza, Eliza Esposito, Esposito. That's right. Eliza yes. Esposito. Um, which is like Eliza. Is that like a, 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 my fair lady thing? I don't know. I know the last name they mentioned in the movie has to do kind of with being an orphan. That's why she got the last name. Right, they didn't explain much more than that. Like Esposito, no. that means orphan, right? And I'm I'm sure that was something culturally back then, but I don't really, I don't know the context. Of no, it. I've got nothing on that. Um, but she works in this facility as um, she's part of the janitorial staff. Which again, too, they kind of gloss over what this is. I mean, it's clearly some government testing area, but it's like very broad as far as yeah, what it is. Just some some sort of vague facility. Yeah. Uh, and then one day they're in there cleaning, and then the, the some guy with weird spiky hair who kind of looks like Bradley Whitford but isn't uh comes in and he's like we're good today we're getting our most important asset we've ever had or something and then they wheel in this this tube that has uh, a fish man in it and it just straight up is just like here's a hand that pops up fish man yeah and Sally Hawkins goes back in there and like there's there's a fish man we meet him immediately <laughs> well because then they meet Michael Shannon who um is like they uh, meet him in the bathroom, right? They meet he, him in the bathroom. He walks he, while they're cleaning it, and he, he walks throws in. down his big dick move, where he's yeah, like, he thinks he's top cock or whatever. I, don't know I know. Say, they but. they just immediately with him. It's like, guess what? I'm kind of a racist chauvinist yeah. who's like follows a weird Christian creed, and and that's the thing too with the writing. It's kind of lazy in that they're like, you're gonna hate this guy, right? And we're gonna tell you exactly why in this scene, exactly. You know, well, which was funny too because. You know, it takes place in the in the sixties, so it's like, yeah, I'm expecting characters to not be chill about stuff, right? 
because uh, even too, but then when uh, Sally Hawkins is over at Richard Jenkins' apartment early in the movie, and she's turning on the TV, and it shows like the the, the riots like, or whatever. I think it's like the Birmingham like like race riot. Like so, the the cops are hosing down, yep. you know, black protesters and stuff, and second dogs and stuff. And then he's just like, oh, he's like, oh, turn it off. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. And so she changed it to a musical, and he's like, yes, that's better. And I'm like, is he? Does he want it turned off because he doesn't want to see like bad stuff, or is he turning off because he doesn't get? He doesn't fucking care. Yeah. Because then I'm like, guess what? Then it's the '60s. Everyone's probably pretty racist here. <laughs> well, and I read somewhere they tried to say that this movie had those undertones of the racism and like discriminating against other people, but I didn't really find that message. No, in it's it's there. The the discrimination stuff. Yeah, it just feels so weird. It feels out of place. It does, and it doesn't come across as that. And so. especially too, if you're gonna to use like a racism thing as like under undertones about acceptance, don't make your lead character a white person then. Right. Like then that does that undoes it a little bit where it's like, okay, well well, you know, this white lady definitely has the same problems as black people in the sixties. No, I don't no. think it, I don't think a mute really. Uh, no, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. No. <laughs> like she may feel cast aside, but uh, she can sit wherever she wants on the bus. Yes, you know that's. Uh, so if that is like the thing, that, if they were trying to use that as like a metaphor for her, sorry, sorry, that's why like, it would have been better just not to go that route. Exactly, because you didn't yes. pull it off at all. It, it, precisely, precisely. Yeah, like, it, it just it just felt weird. It to me, it just kept feeling like a reminder of just like, hey, remember how people were super racist back then? I'm like, yeah, just back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Things have really changed a ton. Exactly. Well, that's what I said to Jess while we were watching it, where he's just like, he's like, oh, turn it off. I'm just like, oh, that's uh, some honkies around here about George Floyd, huh? Ugh, I don't even want to think about it. Please turn the channel. Yeah. Everyone, uh, everyone, you know, everything's just so political. Let's just get along. That's what people say who, you know, they don't want to actually think about. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to actually <laughs> like think the, about it. The or... weight of the world, you know? Uh, so yeah, it just that just felt out of place, and I because sometimes it does feel like do you ever feel that way with like a movie that's set in like the fifties or sixties where then suddenly there's a character who like says some racist shit or whatever. Oh, it, like remember the Titans is like kind of they well, try that, to say things, but it's well, well no that movie's different though. What, what I'm trying to make the point of because okay. that one's about like yeah. racial you know uh, you know relationships. It's done in a very Disney way of just like yeah. we played football <laughs> together, so therefore we solved racism in this town. We're okay like, now. I doubt it, but it's still a nice story. It's a true story, you know, whatever. But no, we're like a movie... It's like mafia movies do this a lot, where it's just like, anyway, these Italian guys are going to say the N-word a few times, where I just sometimes feel I'm like, was that necessary? Did the writer just want to write that? Yeah. <laughs> Did the writer just want an excuse to be like, eh, you, N-word? Are you a lot letting out a little hate of your, yeah, in your heart there, yeah. just a little bit? Yeah, are in, you more just playing... In a way that you think you can get away with it? You yeah, think exactly. you can. Well, because in the time, you know... Like sometimes I do feel like there's almost like a I'm just gonna I'm just gonna squeak in a little bit of yeah. uh, racism here because I think it's building the world but really I'm just because like we all know we know the like we know the past sucked I don't always need we don't need reminders I all don't the need time. a reminder that, you know I, I don't know maybe maybe some people do so I don't know maybe it's just uh, it doesn't hit strike a chord with me but for me I'm like you know because then too when Richard Jenkins um there's the guy because Richard Jenkins too he's like he's also as equal of an outcast as a fish person also because he's a bald gay man in the 60s. I'm like, yes, gay people also had a heart in the 60s. They weren't fish monsters. <laughs> like, right. It doesn't quite line this up. This is where you're trying to put them all in the same 
level, that's where I start feeling weird, where it's like, well, this is how we all connect those, because we're all the freaks. And it's like, well, no, because now the movie's saying that about these characters. Yes, Richard Jenkins is still a white man. Yes, also still a white man. So he's fine. I, I like, And I understand that being closeted in the 60s would have been a horrible thing that I can't even comprehend. He was not a fish monster yes. that can't could, live on land. <laughs> and he could walk down the streets. Yeah. And sit anywhere he yeah. wants, eat anywhere he wants. Clearly has a pretty decent job too right that he fucked up because he was a drunk yes you see like there's i don't know the the message is not it it gets muddled does not come across well what's trying to say about uh, yeah about equality about uh uh, marginalization and stuff like that i'm just like i I, they were trying to sneak it in yeah and it didn't work it always just and that's why i think it made me feel weird the first time i saw it too where i'm just like i'm supposed to be like oh well she's mute so therefore she she should fall in love with this fish man and it's like it'd be different if the romance between her and the fish man which i don't have anything better to call him because that's he's just called like the creature or whatever yeah no name is ever given and it's like but like also their romance is so lazy because it's just right away she's just like i'm gonna give him an egg and then she's like i'm just gonna hang out play music with him and then he just like likes her and i'm like okay so i'm supposed to just be like cool i guess you guys should be in love right because like, she teaches them some sign language and plays music and yeah, I don't, and then like and then later they do have sex like they straight up because the movie is weirdly horny. There's a lot of weird a lot sex. of a lot of nudity that it's it's just it's got a weird like pent up sexuality to it where it's like because then Michael Shannon has sex with his wife but then he like puts oh his hand God. over her mouth and he's like he's like shush I don't make a sound because he clearly has it for Sally Hawkins. Did you like too how she convinces him to buy a caddy by whipping a boob out? Oh yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, don't know. know. It's yeah. So it's just it's well. Then it's weird that. too because they show Michael Shannon cover the boy's mouth, like you said, which then turns into he gets the hots for well, Eliza because what? he likes the silence or well, something. Well, I think weird. that's why he he covered his wife's mouth because he had a thing for Eliza after meeting her. Oh, okay. That's that's what I always took it as like that. That was intriguing to him, and I think it's too because then like later when he's hitting on her. He's like, you know, I, I bet I could make you squawk or whatever. Like this, he's like, he's like, but I like the, he's like, I like the silence. In fact, it it gets me going. So I think with him, it's almost like it's weirdly kind of like what what I touched on with the Little Mermaid episode, where I said like, you know, like, oh hey, a hot girl who can't talk, perfect for a prince, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, as like a really shitty kind of chauvinistic version of a fairy tale. I'm like, oh, he's actually that he kind of, he's that, that guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, it'd be great if a woman didn't talk to me because because I'm a I'm a man. And because eventually the fish guy bites off two of his fingers and he's like, I still got my thumb trigger and pussy finger <laughs> like on the phone with his superior. And well, and there's there's all this, you know, all this stuff, too, about there's cl- just clunky uh, statements on stuff, because I think that's like a clunky statement on kind of chauvinism or whatever. Yeah. Of like, you know, uh, straight white male you know, dominant stuff. Cause he's also, he's very racist where it's like, it gets to the point where I'm, I, was, I think I just had to just, I'm like, Hey, have you noticed that Michael Shannon's character is racist? I don't know if they've mentioned it enough. Like, which I'm is fine. But like, if you want, I don't, I don't like that as a lazy way to just be like, don't like this character. Cause he said a racist thing. I'm yeah, like, they, I, I don't, I don't like a character who says a racist thing. No, but, but if that's all you have. That's it. Yeah. Like <laughs> build the character in a way. Cause then I want the, then I would want the message about that to be better in the movie. If you want me to hate characters based on their thoughts on racism, well, then I want a movie then where not all the main characters are white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I want it to be a movie exploring racism, like it, Black Klansmen. 
you know, that's a great fucking movie. That, that one explores, is, you know, yeah. The idea, especially of like the KKK, of just being like, no, they're literally your neighbors. They're just people in this town, and they have squabbles, and they like the, all like the comedy scenes in that movie are of the KKK people like squabbling with their wives and like bickering about stuff. And to me, that's like a oh, because it's just showing like you know these are just these are just people just, you know. That's town folk. Yeah, these are just town folk you know. Yeah, they're just regular people who have arguments with their wife in front of the boys and have these little squabbles. It's right like that's the like what the that movie kind of you know seeps in that like the sneaky little way they use comedy to like make the racism mundane which makes it scarier you know what i mean right in in the white world if you will um but in a movie like this where it's like anyway here's all of our our white characters and oh, that guy sure said something mean to octavia spencer but anyway <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's just all that stuff i remember from the first time i saw it and this time it just there's something about the tone of this movie that never agreed with me yeah there's no good flow yeah i don't know and uh, I understand why he did it because Guillermo del Toro has always been good at doing that um, kind of magical realism. He's so good at fantasy, yeah. He's so good at fa- but that, that, that specifically that uh, the magical realism fantasy where it's like like Pan's Labyrinth where we got the war going on, right? But it's also like magic just exists in this world, which is which is very much a thing in kind of Mexican culture. Right, and he's a Mexican filmmaker. Um, you know, just from from what I've you know read and studied and people I've known, like so I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I know I'm not Mexican, but. That's just like there's more of this like in their legend stuff. It has much more like magical realism of just like oh there's magic in the world. It's there, um, but also the regular world exists. Where a lot of like you know European fantasies and stuff are uh, fairy tales are always like in a in kind of a, a different realm. An a enchanted bit. land. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Where instead in, in like that culture, it's much more like no, it's it's part of this world. It interweaves with our world. Okay. Um, you know, I, I kind of Native American. Culture right. kind of yeah, has yeah, that yeah. a little bit too. I think that it's in a lot of in indigenous cultures like that. There's kind of like magic's a little woven in, but also like the real world exists as the real world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. No. No. And I that's where you. something like Pan's Labyrinth works really well because that's what that movie's about. It's like, oh, oh, it's the fawn. It's Pan. Okay. Yeah, but we're still in but the war also, torn. <laughs> also, this world. Yeah. Exactly. You know, this stuff's going on like the the real world and the fantasy world. Kind of blend, meld together really yeah. well. So, you know, honestly, too, even though it's much more heightened and a little silly, but kind of same thing with Hellboy, where it's like yeah. here's this magic that exists in the real world. The we only hang out with the people who are in the magic world, so they're just like, yeah, fuck, we got this now. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it, it all kind of works on that level. Um, this movie though, it just didn't ag- agree with me. Of uh, like, there's this kind of heightened fantasy side of it, but it's also being very matter of fact. But they don't. They don't work to me, and I think it's because too, like, like we talked about too. There's eventually a um, with like the the classic film stuff, the old old Hollywood thing. Like, there's the a, a, the random sequence where she, uh, there's a dance sequence. It fades to black and white, and then her and the fish man out of nowhere yeah. do a dance sequence. And I'm sorry, seeing the fish man dance is just so. It just it just I was just like that. that that'll immediately take you out of. I I literally just I'm just like that looks so fucking dumb. <laughs> I understand what they're trying no to offense, do. No offense, Doug, but... But it's like, and then, yeah, no, he's doing nothing wrong. But then it's like, she, like, and it's a sequence where she gets to sing, you know, she has her voice back, and I don't, it's always a bummer, too, in a movie a little bit. It bothers me more and more as I get older, where if someone who has a disability in the movie, like, their whole goal is wishing they had it gone, which, okay, you know, I understand it to an extent, and I'm sure there are people who feel that way. They wish they didn't have whatever 
thing. But they make it seem like such a bad thing. Yeah, like you know what I mean? like, like there's almost no living with it, even though we're yeah. watching her live with it. Right. We're watching her live with it very, very well. Very, very functional life. Yeah. yeah. Things, things seem good. Seems things all right. You know, her apartment's a little drab, you sure. know? Doesn't, doesn't, you know, the, uh, you see the, you know, the projector light through the floor. Could probably get a better pad, you know? Yeah. Nice you rug know. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Just something about the tone of this movie has always bothered me. Um, and then especially too, when then it's randomly just like violent. And, and then there's a lot of weird continuity things I didn't enjoy. Uh, after their little heist, when they're in the elevator, t- speaking about it very loudly with their coworkers right behind them. Yeah, that's what I said too. She's like, she's like, you know, if you get me caught, well, like, I'm, if I get pulled in for questioning, and I'm like, well, first off, don't talk about it in an elevator full of people. Yeah, who will know exactly what happened. And then, what? and then that the fucking bathroom scene where she shoves the towels in and then floods the whole bathroom. Yes, we're it's just not. So they break the the fish man out. You also find out Michael Stuhlbarg, he's like the head scientist there, but he's also a Russian spy. Which again, I didn't feel that, that was necessary. No, it's a subplot that's not really necessary and honestly, I actually would have preferred that movie than <laughs> over this one, yeah. Then the lady who fucks the fish man. I would have almost rather had the like the scientist whose job is to steal this asset, but then finds out he actually doesn't want to because he appreciates. Because he's the, truly a scientist and he wants to he, study it. He appreciates the creature so much that he just wants it to be free. So he ends up helping Sally Hawkins break right. it out last I'd, minute. Yeah, I'd rather have him take it because because both the 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 Americans want to kill it to dissect it for the space program. Yeah. It ties into going into space so they can find out how to live because not in Earth's atmosphere. Because he has the two sets of, you know, he has the gills and then lungs. And for some reason that ties into space. Yeah, to figure out breathing stuff. So to throw another layer into this, it's the space race is what we're... Yes. Which... And so we have these scenes where, like, he meets with the, the like, the... Like I think like the his, KG, hand, his think handlers, his handlers. I think they're meant to be like KGB officials or something like that. Which and then that it, was done super lazy too, because they're like, oh, they have this code bullshit, and then like we meet at the same restaurant every time. Well, and I like that he calls that out where it's like they yeah. can't hear him say because then later when he comes back to like hear the code words, he's yeah. like, he's like, fuck it, just get in the car, you know it's me. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and then they go to the same restaurant every time, and then they're eventually just like, well, then you kill it too, because we're like, well, and Jess had a good point. Because they're like, you just kill it. We don't. We don't care about learning from it. We just don't want the Americans to learn from it. Yeah. But the Americans want to kill it so they can cut it open and learn from it. So poisoning it will do nothing. But speed up the timeline exactly. for the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Because they already planned on killing it and opening it up. So good plot, KGB. Um, but so they break it out and then they just have the fish man. In Sally Hawkins' apartment for a while. And yeah, when they decide to... She puts a towel under the door and then floods the bathroom fully, like a cartoon. Yes. And then they float in there. And get and their fuck. freak on. Yep. And then eventually the water pours out and Richard Jenkins like closes the door. He's like, ooh, and then closes it. Everyone's way too okay with her fucking it. Yeah, Octavia Spencer immediately is just like, why are you so happy? And then and she's like, mm, and she's like, no, what? No. And then they explain how it has a dick because they don't show it. I'm like, we really had to take the time to explain because then she like mimes like, oh, something opens up and a dick pops out. Yeah. And then and then Octavia Spencer's like, she's like, oh, never trust a man, even if he looks flat down there. <laughs> I'm like, no, you should. You, you should be slightly mortified. You what? You that your friend. Oh, you fucked the fish man who ate your neighbor's cat. Yeah. You okay? Sure. Yep. That makes sense. 
do that. This is another one of those movies that if you switch the genders, no one would have been okay with it. No, no. If it was a fish lady and then a guy broke it out just so he could take advantage of it, no one would be okay with that fucking movie. No one would be okay with it no. at all. It'd be real bad. Real, we'd, real bad. We'd be like, this is toxic. This is horrible. This is, this is rape. This is <laughs> this is awful. Oh, but since she's just a she's a nice mute girl who just hasn't met the right man, I guess she can get it from this fish boy. And I'm all about getting yours. Don't get me wrong. But all we know about this thing is that it it lives in water and it will eat a cat every now and then and bites fingers off. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, cuz it bites Michael Shannon's fingers off. Like we like I wouldn't then be like, "Hell yeah, good job." Like if you were come if you came to me, Dustin, and you were just like, "I discovered a new species of creature in the forest." And you'd I'd be like, like "Well, What'd you do with it? I'd be I, like, well, Logan, I, I fucked it. And I'd be like, you what? Yeah. You did what with it? And well, you're like, you're like, yeah, but it seems nice and it's like kind of humanoid, but it's definitely it definitely doesn't look human, but it's like kind of it stands up though. And I'd be like, I do, Dustin, we need to learn so much more about it before you just go and fuck it. Well, it ate this cat real sexy like. No, so. that's even that makes it worse that you did it. But it was really sexy like, so the way it ate the cat? Yeah. Oh. Yep. So it does tear up pussy, huh? <laughs> oh, uh, I hate myself for that one, but I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, and he, it, like, they find it. He's just, like, he's eating the cat head off, and he's, like, eating this cat body. That's where I'm just, I don't know. It's just, that's what I mean. We're, like, tonally, it just, it bothers me. It's all over the place. I don't like the the weird Hollywood thing it works through. I think it's part of why it won Best Picture, because Hollywood loves when anyone makes a movie about, isn't Hollywood great? And when I found it, so then we find out too the fish man uh, has healing powers because he accidentally cuts Richard Jenkins' hand. Yep. And then he touches it and heals it. And then he also touches his head, which makes his hair grow back. So it's like, great, you're accepted in society now because you're not bald anymore. It's like. Uh, yeah, again, it's this weird thing of like, oh, if you have any kind of a disfigurement, disability, you're an outcast right. and a terrible person. And like, well, that's not what we should be saying to people yeah you'll you know, be accepted regardless if you're a good person that's which and i get to i think part of that's why setting it in the 60s where it's like well every everyone kind of sucked right <laughs> everyone was mean I, yeah i don't know i don't know because it's like too the the you know when he's he has a thing for the guy at the pie shop that he goes he goes to their eat pie just to talk to this one guy which also i noticed too they are eating that pie and they don't like it and then when he opens the fridge it looks as though they've bought the same kind yeah 12 different times yeah because he says he says like oh we'll try a different one tomorrow i guess the key lime's not as good and then he opens the fridge and it's full of key lime pies it's, it'd be better if he opened it up and it was full of a bunch of different pies make more like, sense because then it'd be like oh this pie place all the pies suck yeah but he goes there just talk to this guy but it's like no no you're an idiot you just keep eating the same pie that you know you don't fucking like you take a bite of it and you put it in your fucking fridge yeah. like you hate yeah. it um, and then he he kind of makes a move on the guy, like touches his hand, and the guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa you know, get out. And then, which would have been enough, but then then they got to do the super then, racial but thing. But then a black couple comes. And he's like, no, you get out of here. You can't sit at the counter. Pick up only for you. And then and then he's like he's like, and you get out of here too. This is a family restaurant. It's like I, I like I I don't know. The message is very forced. Yes, yeah, it's it's forced. It's while also being muddled and. The movie is like, I, but it's I, not the whole tone of the movie, and that's the problem. They just throw these little yes, elements in. Yes, that's the thing. It's that's why that's why I guess I don't like is it's not like it's not the like theme of the movie. It's just moments. It's just these moments of like, I don't know. Some some people hate people who are different. 
Yeah, I yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I've lived in the world. Yeah, <laughs> haven't changed a lot. Yeah. We get yeah. it. Mm. It's yeah. I, I that's the thing. I just I guess I don't get what it's trying to say with those elements. Aside from just being, it, it just kind of felt like almost just like seasoning of like ah oh, the '60s. Am I right? Yeah, and it doesn't fit in with this fantastical theme of a fish yeah. person. You know, and this is almost like a fairy tale. Yeah. I don't know. It can't decide what kind of movie it yeah, wants to be. I don't know. I just that. So I, I don't know. That's what I mean. Where I like, I don't fully understand why I don't like it. I just know what things don't hit with me. Because again, it's like it's a good looking movie. The production design looks great. Yeah, you know, great acting. Great acting. Awesome, I don't. I don't awesome love the scenes. dialogue. Cause there's like a you know, like there's a moment where like uh, early in the movie where Richard Jenkins says there was a fire at a chocolate factory and he's like you know joy within tragedy because so, it smells like burnt cocoa and it's like Ugh, that's an obnoxious di- line of dialogue and they can't the movie can't decide with him whether he's a romantic or he's a bitter fuck yeah it doesn't really decide what it wants because and then too once he gets turned down by the guy at the pie shop then he's like fine I'll help you break out the fish person and it's like yeah. so literally just because he couldn't hook up with a guy he's like okay fine all right I'll do your thing because I'm like so I, if I'm like so what if that guy if that guy would have fucked him yeah he'd be like. <laughs> If that guy actually would have been gay and been interested and they got together, he would have not helped Sally Hawkins at all. Because, well, okay, now he's only, he's a, uh, you know, he's a fair weather friend then, you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It just feels muddled in what point it's trying to make, what tone it wants to have. Um, this is the most serious discussion we've had about a movie, I feel like. Yeah, it really is, too. That's funny. Which, this is a, also a serious movie, it's though. A serious movie. Serious Most movie? of our movies are... movie? Yeah, yeah, usually the ones we're watching, it's like, everyone knows this one sucks. Right. But, like, this one is like, no, one best picture. One best director. Like, this was an awards darling that year. And it's like, I remember knowing people who, like, loved this movie, too. But I also knew people who were just like, yeah, I didn't fucking like it. And for me, like, once I found out, because I, I found out before I saw it that she straight up has sex with the fish man, and I was like, really? <laughs> Okay, and then I watched it, and well, then once you find out the the creature has healing powers, I predicted the ending right away. Oh yeah, it's because she's got those three scars on her neck, and my immediate thought was like, oh, those he's gonna turn those into gills, and they're gonna swim off together. That's what happens at the end. Michael Shannon just shows up, shoots them both, but the fish man heals, kills Michael Shannon, throws Sally Hawkins in the water. And it heals her, and then her scars turn to gills, and then they mm, credits they swim off together. Which then Jess had a good point. She's like, "Yeah, she's got gills, but it's gonna be very hard for her to get anywhere. He's gonna swim so much faster than her." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, "It's gonna take her a very long time to get acclimated down there." So now she has another disability. On <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I know. Now she can't swim as fast as him. And well, and she's probably her body's not gonna be as well tuned to the pressure so, of deep sea. You know, uh, uh, get ready for the sequel. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the taste of water. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's also a scene in the very beginning. She's waiting for a bus. And you just notice there's a guy sitting there with a full birthday cake. With one piece missing. <laughs> it's got one slice of I don't. <laughs> and he's just holding his cake. And he's got some like balloons next to him. So it's clearly like a birthday thing. Yeah. We don't know this man. Again, we have no interaction with him. <laughs> what are you trying to tell us, Guillermo? Like, I was just like, this guy's got a cake waiting for the bus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like this movie. No. It's not terrible. I think it's worth a watch to get your own take on it. I'm yeah, gonna, you might you know, like it. You might like it you a lot. You might. And honestly, I'd, I would be kind of interested to hear from somebody who like fucking loved it and hears dot, dot, dot. And maybe all of our observations, especially about the you know, the racial stuff and whatever, are, are maybe we're off. Because, again, we're a couple of white dumbasses. Yeah. But this is just 
what struck a chord with us, you know, yeah. <laughs> of what felt like a weird mixed message so, they were yeah, sending. Yeah, definitely get your own take on it because yeah. we're probably wrong. Maybe we're way off, but those are the things that just bump with me. I'm like, I, I don't even, I don't know what you're trying to tell me about anything right now. No. It's supposed to be a movie about love, and that's what the title Shape of Water is like. It's is that There's just not an overlying theme. I, ju- I don't, I don't fucking get what you're trying to tell me Guillermo I like what you do keep doing it yeah your, watch your it. creatures are fucking amazing I love that he does practical creature stuff that's why I feel like this was like what if I did like a really nice romance movie with one of my weird monsters you know what I mean Just trying yeah he was trying but I don't know maybe not in his style I, hey love the Hellboy movies I uh, Blade 2 Blade 2 great Pacific Rim the first one yeah was really fun it was what else has he done what I do like though is he borrows from himself a lot uh, so the strain, the what? The strain, the oh, FX well, the, TV well, show. That's the that's the know, fucking vampire from Blade another, Two. That's another good point because when he did the strain, that's the show he created, and he basically ripped off Blade Two, which again was a franchise he didn't create. No, and now in he, this one, he not only stole the like his own. I mean, he may have created the vampires, maybe, but he put Blade in that fucking show. Because I actually watched it. Wait, does Blade show up in the strain? Essentially. Oh, he does a character that's a rip off of Blade. Yes. Okay. He was created the exact same way. The Drywalker. Yeah, drywalker. <laughs> yeah, the drywalker. Well, then this one is the shape of water, and it's kind of ripping off. Wait, do you think that your mother was bitten by a great white while she was pregnant with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, because you know when you get bitten by a great white, you turn into one. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. But you're a hybrid. Exactly. You're the drywalker. I'm the drywalker, which is funny because on land they call me the wet walker. <laughs> But to sharks, I'm very dry. It's it's a mix. Mixed bag. It's yeah. a mixed thing. The dry swimmer, <laughs> dry swimmer, wet walker. <laughs> anyway, that's our conversation about Shape of Water. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll uh, we got one last thing that we'll do real quick, and then uh, and then we'll let you go for a little bit. We'll, <laughs> we'll give you a fucking rest. This is a nice fish, you know, big fucking eyes. But a nice fucking fish. What do you say, my friend? One last beer of Fishmas? Yes, the last. The last beer of Fishmas. Let's do it. Let's do it. Crack her open, baby. All right. <laughs> you said crack into my mic, right? Yeah, go ahead. Just slam it right into your fucking mic. That's what mic you said. Button. Yeah, it's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Nailed it. Perfect. Perfect. Very good. Now I'll do mine now. Always, always got to one-up me. It sounded pretty good. A little foamy up top there. <clears throat> this is the la- it's the last Fishmas beer. The last beer of Fishmas is kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got one last thing to discuss. Yeah, we got to throw a little facts in. Little facts, little something. factoids. Well, last time we did uh, Hans Christian Anderson. Yep, Hans Christian Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we did, we did Hans Christian Andersen stuff. We talked about like the the origins of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, you know. In the previous one, we did like facts about piranha. In the first one, we promised we were going to do more facts about like Christmas stuff, and then we didn't do that we just at didn't, all. Yeah. We just didn't. But we just before we start here, we're trying to like, ah, what else should we talk about aside from the movie where a lady fucks a fish man, which is what the novelization is called. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> And it's got a very sexy painting on the front mm-hmm. with, uh, who's that long-haired beefcake? Fabio? Yes. 
Fabio as the fishman. As the fishman. You know, would I have liked it better if the fishman was just was just ripped as all get out? Yeah. That just would, a real It would have turned me out a little more. Yeah. A real you know bul- I mean? a real bulgy fish boy. Yeah. Would have done something for me, maybe. I don't know. Or if it was just a ninja turtle. Okay. You like that? And like but like with like the like the puppet mouth of like by Jim Henson Studios. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What's the other thing too is like at the very beginning when you meet him, it's like then he like pokes him from the door and he's like, and I'm like he's like he's like a pet at first. Right. How? A pet that she eventually Yes. Fucks. That's that's just that's where my hang ups are, like man. You're feeding it eggs like it's a good boy. Good boy. Yeah, exactly. And every character is totally fine with her just getting with it. You wouldn't be. No. You would not be. If no. anyone's friend came to them, even if you're like, I saved this fish man for lab, you'd be like, Wow, you're a hero. And then I fucked it. You're a monster. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Let it go. Set it free now. Right. And that's the thing throughout that movie, too. I know we should move on, but I need nah. to say this. Why does she not let it go? There's this weird thing where they have to wait for this. She's waiting for high tide, but Which it's is, like... Th- you you can't get to a fucking coast. What, they live on the coast. It's it's in Baltimore. It's yeah. off the, the, yeah. the Atlantic you Ocean. You can't drive right it to a beach. Yeah. Well, even the, the pier they want to go to is like, it's going to be a little more shallow. It's still going to be... It's still water. He can hang out there. It's still going to be the salt water he can live in. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. He can hang out there till it goes up. Yeah. It's the <sighs> Instead of making live in a bathtub and then flooding improbably flooding <laughs> your bathroom. Which also they mentioned like the scientist's like it needs to be five to eight percent salinity. And she doesn't know. She just is throwing shit in the water. Yeah, because he just says he, he says uh table salt would be fine. But it doesn't say like how much. No. Or how much of that box? And then when you when she first opens it in the movie, she literally almost pours the entire box. Yeah, there's in. A, there's a box of like. Well, he said put this in his his like tank every three days. Like, like every three days or something. It's just it's like green algae stuff. It's I like, don't know. They don't really say what it is. Just like I don't know. It's magic. But she damn near dumps the entire box in. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the bathtub, and then like as he's again the continuity in this movie is not great. Well, it's not continuity. Continuity would be if then they forgot any of that stuff existed. Oh, okay. Like, the um, <laughs> logic. Thank you. Yeah, continuity would be like if uh, in one oh, shot, one shot there's a you're wearing a, a blue shirt, and the next and then, shot you're yeah. wearing a red shirt. Okay, like that's that would be a continuity error. Um, but just being a, a good logical movie <laughs> is that's what I mean. It's like the it overexplains like things that don't matter what well, it's that that of one foot in kind of a a, a a thought out reality and then one foot in a kind of magical realm yeah where things don't have the same rules because once she floods the bathroom I'm like well this isn't how life works no if you I, want I, me- I read somewhere like someone figured out the math yeah and with the weight of the water it would literally collapse that room like some probably engineer person like watch this and they're like oh no 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 well and, well jenkins just gets to like open the door and it just kind of pours out he's like oh dang i'm like no that knock you on your fucking ass oh yeah <laughs> you're going down if it even held but once you touched it also just a towel under the door to flood it well and someone mentioned too because there's a toilet in the room it yeah. wouldn't allow it to flood that much i don't know how any of this works i'm not a toilet doctor. i'm not a, not a toilet doctor so because would it eventually just go down the toilet that's what i think they were getting mm. at yeah that's interesting. No, and for me, I'm okay with it. Again, it's like it's cartoon it's logic. It's clearly a fantasy. It would have worked, and I needed then more fantasy, right, for to sell me the fantasy side of it. Yes, they tried to ground it way too much. This is a movie where the the magical realism, especially too, where like the, the magic creature, like is being studied by science. Like it's all it's all rooted in this like kind of science 
look and like they are they have scientific explanations for the character in magical realism you don't have explanations for the magic it's just that it just exists it, just it is, is. Just a, it is it a is. magic thing that is instead of being like ah it's, you know, it's a fish guy and he's got this kind of breathing system and we're studying it for space okay <laughs> like i don't know i don't know i don't, I don't know I don't anyway know. anyway right. anyway back Moving to on. back to our christmas stuff i was bringing up yes um we wanted to get into uh kind of different uh, traditions, different holiday right. traditions around, around the world. this time. Yeah. Yeah, if we could. And you know, not to, not to be like, you know, say quote unquote they're they're weird or whatever, but they they go against what you expect when you hear no. Christmas stuff. And in my research, most of the world does Christmas like we do. A lot of yeah. A lot of them. A lot of them it's pretty similar. They have some sort of Santa Claus figure. Right. Who just some are a little more intense and have a a bizarro Santa. Bizarro Santa or a racist asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah or one of those. One of those. Um, but we wanted to find things that were uh, against the norm. Find something that was a little off the beaten path. And this just happened to pop up when I was just uh, rolling around YouTube one night like I like I do. Um, and it was, uh, this is going to be a, a double discussion because it'll be about the, the tradition it's covered and also about who covered it. Uh, because it's a, it was a video from Vice. And Vice is always pretty divisive. Because uh, it all it has all the trademarks of a of a Vice news story where yeah, it's it's all the Vice points. It's it's some some white idiot who probably lives in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. You know, going going to some far corner of the world to 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 shed a, a, a light on an interesting cultural thing that goes on. But he also manages Just does to, it in a really bad way. He also manages to kind of still be an ugly American about it. Yeah. And kind of both mock it and uh, appropriate it, and just just do that. Great. That's what that's what Vice does best. It's like you know you don't even know this thing exists, but I'm gonna put my big dumb white face in it and make it about me. <laughs> yes, that's what that's, we got out of that video. That's kind of what Vice do. Um, they they're again. I do. I appreciate Vice because they cover stories. Jesus, they cover stories a lot of places don't, and they like to find weird niche things. Well, Vice, though, their their motto is basically just like, "What if we do the news, but hi?" You know, that's that's like half of their shows and their Vice TV channel is like about uh, you know. Hey, we're not mushrooms. actual newscasters, and we're gonna make sure you know that, right? Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're pretty cool. Yeah, I'm gonna use references that a newscaster would, and I'm gonna you know, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna say things are Mad Maxified, and uh, he describes some of the things as like right. it's like and flux pants. I'm like, ooh, ooh, you cool. If you haven't noticed, we're targeting a younger audience. <laughs> yeah, with our and flux reference, <laughs> right. a thing that young people do not watch or care about. It's a very Gen X <laughs> cartoon that existed on MTV. Yeah, all the kids are loving MTV still. But this specific story is about a uh, tradition in the Peruvian Andes, and it's just a, it's a handful of villages that do it. Very, uh, very secluded. Very too. secluded. It's it's uh, all uh, uh, indigenous Peruvian people, and uh, it's called uh, Takanaqui. Yes. And what the tradition is, on, and it's it's always meant to be like on December 25th or like right around right it. around there. Yeah. It starts before, like the week before is, uh, they says a festival of yep. just, per Jesus Christ, I just keep punching my fucking, I'm not used to it being on this side, yeah. I'm used to being on my left. And I'm trying to train myself because I like this setup. Yeah. There's a, there's a week of parades and just drinking. Drinking and strange dancing. The same type of dance. Sometimes it's, the whole it's, week. it's a very simple dance. It's just, it's just more of a. It's a little. Uh, a little shuffle. I don't know what yeah, you call. Kinda. It. It's just, yeah, kind of. It's just. Just a little jaunty bounce. It's kind of like a uh, like a white guy, drunk white guy dance. That's what actually 
kind of blew me away is it looked like a lot of Iowa weddings. I've been yeah, that's yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just like I don't really know how to dance. I'm, I'm just, just kind of gonna sway back and forth and bounce. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because you're expecting to because it's like it's this this old tradition with these indigenous peoples. Oh, they here. said it was like from the. It started like thousands of years ago. Well, the the uh, the music they talked about came from the 1500s. Yeah. Um, and then this tradition though is several generations. I don't know if they had an exact. Uh, okay. So the music for, was super old. Yeah, the, gotcha. the music though they had, which I'm I'm forgetting what that's called off the top of my head, um, but like the music associated with it came because they said that specifically came from uh, protesting um, Spanish occupation. Okay, was then because a lot of the songs are about like get out, leave us alone. Yeah, <laughs> you know? uh, but the, the I think the tradition of Takanaki, the only thing they said is like it's been around for quite some time. Okay, and the people they interview were just like our grandparents' generation did this before that did that. You know, they learned it from previous generations. It's like it's just been around for a long time. But Takanaki, basically, after your week of parades and, and drinking and partying on December twenty fifth, the whole village gets together and stands in a big circle, and then you take turns. Going into the middle with someone you have beef with, and you beat the shit out of each other. Yes, <laughs> it is. And they said it's literally for uh, airing grievances from the year. So it's kind of a festivist thing. Yeah, kind of. A <laughs> you know, the airing of grievances is the, one of the first stages of festivist in <laughs> yeah. Seinfeld. But this, you actually just get in there. This is more physical. It's more physical. You get in there and you just literally just punch each other and it's like you don't like beat each other it, unconscious it's not as vicious as it sounds there, no, there no. is a ref kind of who <laughs> yeah they have... <laughs> i love the ref the refs the reveal of who the like the officials were was so great because the officials are just guys in which town. they mentioned they're unofficial so they're just guys who yeah. decided today i'm going to <laughs> they're the unofficial refs but they're just guys who break it up sometimes and they have fucking whips <laughs> Like they literally, they showed them if anyone, if the crowd gets too rowdy, they will just go whip at everyone's fucking legs. Like back off, calm down. Like they just, that's enough. They just whip everybody. They were talking about the, the interesting thing was like they said in the early days was so interesting. Cause one of the traditions too is uh, the traditional garb. There's a couple different versions of the traditional uh, Takanaki garb, which uh, they tend to all kind of involve wearing like chaps. Looks like chaps, yeah. And like leather jackets and stuff. There's different versions of it. Some do more of like a uh, like a fisherman jacket, which they said was comes from the word for lobster, which is also... Locust can, as well. Which can also be the word for locust. And so it was like people of that time then would dress as locusts, which was like wearing like kind of the... the kind of like a, like a deadliest catch, like almost fishing right. get up, you know? Um, like a slicker. Yes, thank you. That's a, that's a good word for it. Um, and then uh, there's uh, everyone though wears these ski masks. Yeah, very very colorful, very colorful ski masks. And they say, and then uh, oh, and then the way you trash talk, the way you start like challenging someone to a fight is you do it in this high pitched voice. You're like, oh, you, you, oh, I'm gonna get you. And they the reason why they said that happens and why you change your voice and you wear the ski mask is because in the original versions of Takanaki, it was in it was mostly into everyone used it. To fight their boss. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you had to disguise yourself so, so, that, so your boss didn't know you're about to kick so the shit would, out of him. So you wouldn't get fired. So you disguise your face and your voice and say, I'm going to kick your ass. And then do it. Which honestly, that's fucking amazing. That's the greatest like human invention ever. And we're not doing it. 
we wa- all wasted. We all want to punch our bosses. Bosses are the worst. I'm not saying bosses are all inherently bad. People, a lot of them hate their fucking jobs too. But just the idea of having a human, especially as an adult, where you're like, I'm gonna get in trouble. No one, no one wants to be an adult and feel like you're gonna get in trouble and feel like you have to answer to somebody. And you just wanna be like, no. you just wanna look at them and be like, no, we're both adults. Get fucked. <laughs> right. You get to do that at Takanaki. The way I think of it too is, I wonder like. Do you write down your grievance and hang on to it? Like, you just stay angry for a year? Like, what if it happens right after the festival? They didn't get into a lot. Because they also showed, like, in some of the video, like, people, like, kind of creating fights right then. Yeah, yeah. They're talking smack to each other. So, throughout the week, like, sometimes just like, oh, no, we're just drunk. I had problems with this guy. I'm going to fight him at the the main Takanaki fight. (laughs) And I don't know. But then I wonder, too, because they always say, like, afterwards, they're all buddy-buddy. What if it was a situation where some dude, like, fucked his buddy's wife? Then you punch each other and you're like, all right, man. Well, but they, you know, they said it's like, well, they even said though too, because if in the initial one, if you don't air your grievance on the 26th, the next day, there's another village that has an even more intense talk. Yeah, we saw that a little more brutal. So they literally said, if you didn't finish all of your grievances on the 25th, you go to the next town where the fights are extra hard. And what's so great about Takanaki too, is it's not just dudes. No, we got women's. You got, you got women and you also children, children, children air their grievances with each other like little they show like little kids who are like six years old straight up fist fighting they're now they're kicking and punching is allowed but no hair pulling no biting like there it's yeah it's fairly clean the thing was watching it is actually like like you said it wasn't as brutal as we thought it wasn't like you know it's not like fucking uh you know kind of the i know you're not supposed to say gypsy anymore but like the the gypsy boxing in england like right the the, bare knuckle yeah that kind of stuff and i'm only saying because they call it gypsy fighting and stuff like that um but like that version, like because that's nasty. That's brutal. And like they, they're fucking. They are out to fuck each other up, and hurt they also other. know how to fight. Yes, yeah. These ones to the Takanaki, like it's it's interesting. I was expecting more form. No, it's it's very uh, no. It's it's it's. You can tell they don't fight throughout the year. I guess that no. does show they don't because I think yeah. This is their purge. They get yeah. it out here, and then no one fights throughout the year. Maybe. But it's like because the kicks are kind of sloppy. The yeah. punching is real sloppy. It's mostly just almost like it's throwing. like swinging. Yeah. They're more just like throwing forearms than actual punches. Yeah, we only saw one knockout in the video. Yeah. And even then, the doc- like the kid fell down. And it was a kid. It was a one kid knockout. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, if anyone gets knocked down, like the like you're not allowed to ground and pound. Like if anyone no, gets knocked the down. The ref comes in. The ref comes in, whips you. We <laughs> try to. Um, no, so it's like it's. I don't know. And it's funny, too, because they, they said in the video, like, it's kind of other parts of Peru kind of look down on it because it's almost like a, it it's like a backwoodsy. Barbaric. Almost, yeah. It's it's, it's this kind of I, I think it seems like other parts of Peru might almost see them as like like the rednecks. Oh, I'm Peru sure. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit. Backwood Peru. Yeah. Honestly, though, it seems actually largely pretty chill. Seems like mostly a fun time. Everyone's just drinking, hanging out. Everyone's dancing. Everyone seems to have a great fucking time. It does seem to be quite a festival. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just you throw some you throw some jabs. You work it out every and it does it. Pretty much all the fights ended with everyone just like kind of hugging, being like ah, smiling, like ah, you fucking got me. Yeah. So it's like I I, I think people mostly take just like petty grievances there. Probably not like real grievances. Yeah. And they said it too. It's kind of a uh, proving of your manhood. So I think some of that too is just you you go to fight there like. To show everyone you're kind of, yeah. you know, well, that was oh, a, I can fight there. Like the guy who was giving the history of it talked about how like it was like a showing of masculinity and stuff like that. But it's not just about being a man. Like they, ha- it's it's everyone gets to take part. Yeah. You know, it seems like it was divided between sexes. Like girls fought girls. You know, guys fought guys. It's like, you know, there's that. But it's, you know, it, it wasn't just because the, the reporter right away is just like something about like a town so filled with testosterone. But it's like, well, it's not just about that, though. No. 
just about it's about punching someone who who pissed you off. And it doesn't feel like a testosterone thing. And, like you said, it's more just a. And frankly, the fights they showed, the ones that were harder to break up, were the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were getting after the her. girls who went after. Her, I'm like, I'm like, oh no, they have beef. Okay. Well, that was something when uh my uh, my ex wife was a student teacher in Chicago. And they straight up told her, if students start fighting in the classroom, if it's two boys, you can break it up. If it's two girls, get security. Because they're so crazy. Because they will, they will they go fuck nuts. each other up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I think it's because the guys are mostly talk, so it's a lot of just like fronting, you know, kind right. of. Right, right. A lot of posturing. If girls are gonna fight though, they're gonna fucking fight. Well, plus too, they have the long hair, and once they get a hold of that shit, exactly, you're I, not. I think there's a lot more to like, yeah, yeah. to do that. Too. You're not breaking that up. Yeah, so it's it's uh, I don't know. So it's interesting, even though like it's like a showing of masculinity. I'm just like, well, it's not really about that. No. It's like it looked like the girls were ready to beat some ass. So they looked so way more intense than the men. Exactly. That's not the men this. seemed a little more apprehensive to fight each other. Yeah, they the girls did. Got in the there. girls did once because once a girl landed a fight on another well, punch they, on another they one, they tried they, to break it up, <laughs> but they like were grabbing the yeah. guys, breaking it up. Like yeah, yeah, and then the fucking. The fucking honky ass. Dude, he was the worst. The vice reporter. He wasn't the worst, he's, but he's a vice reporter. He's exactly... he. He's... I'm amazed every time I watch a vice video how they're all the same guy. They're all they're different guys, but they're all the same guy. Yeah. Some guy in a button-down shirt and glasses. He's kind of a hipster a little bit, in the right? beginning, In the beginning, he's just like, I haven't had a fight since middle school. I'm just like, you didn't have to tell me that. No, and I don't even believe you got in a fight in middle school. Honestly. And then when he he takes he participates in a fight in the second day of Takanaki. And well, the best part was he's like, I'm not really in shape for this. And like, yeah, we know because watching you dance, you were out of breath <laughs> from doing white guy swaying. And then, and then he... Uh, well, then he got in a firework fight with some kids. Yeah, he said he stood up too late the night before... Because kids were whose parents own a whose parents own a fireworks store <laughs> started a fireworks fight with them. The best is in the morning then when he's putting his like chaps on, and the kids drop a fireworks there, and he, and he just goes, "Oh fuck you, little kids!" Yeah. <laughs> Under his breath. So we thought for sure he was going to fight a little kid. I wanted him to fight a child. I thought it'd be great. Uh, but no, he fight he fought some guy. I'm I'm bet they just went to somebody just like, "Hey, you want to fight the gringo?" And they were like, "Sure." Yeah. Um, and. It was it was pretty pathetic. He didn't even try to throw a punch. His kicks he were really tried awkward. Some really it was really awkward weird. kicks, and then yeah, it was really weird. Like I haven't been in a fight like since I was no, young. I'm not either. a fighter. I'm but not a fighter. I, like I fighting. know I would do better than that. I know I could at least. He didn't even try to throw a punch. No, he was I, just like kind of leaning into him. No, I, I know how to, to throw a punch. I understand how that works. Yeah. And then he's right. He said in the video too. He's like everyone though seemed to enjoy seeing a white guy get lose a fight at Takanaki. Absolutely. And then everyone was giving him drinks. Like like this thing. It's a very joyous thing. Like very it's not, friendly. Yeah. As I here, I guess you know it's good we don't do it here because I bet if Americans did this, it would suck. It would be very shitty. Clearly, we would take it to the next terrible yes. level. Yes. Well, we did. It was called UFC. And. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's oddly enough gotten better over the years it, it compared has. to what it's they true. first it's, started it's out true. as. It's original bar MMA is what our Takanaki was, and we it was it was too. Annoying. Oh, they used to have tournaments where you would mm-hmm. literally fight multiple people, and mm-hmm. it was brutal. Mm-hmm. There was like hardly any mm-hmm. rules. No, but uh, it's I don't know. It was interesting. We just found that, and it's like, and it specifically takes place on December twenty fifth. Everyone's very aware. It's not like a thing where like, oh, we don't know, we don't have Christmas here. Like, no, they were like, like, no, we know this is when people, other people do Christmas. Yeah. We do fucking Takanaki. Listen. We do it on December 25th. We're airing some grievances. Yeah. We punch motherfuckers. <laughs> and we drink for a week. We drink so much. We wear masks. It we was, punch each other. It's great. It was funny, too, to see our boy like point out. He's like, oh, 
You see those guys? It's nine o'clock. There was a bunch of beer bottles in front of them. I'm like, yeah. It's like, you- okay, th- this is their week to party. They probably don't do that. Also, have you ever been anywhere on St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Have you ever gone to tailgating? Right. He acts like this is a foreign thing. To exactly. Him. Like, come on. Thing. He was making it seem like, well, it's only what they do here. I'm like, well, there's fucking everywhere here. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they actually, all these people were way nicer than we are. I've seen. If you go to a tailgate and it's usually two factions of teams fighting one exactly. another. I've seen people vomit green beer at 10 a.m. in Chicago. Like, I've seen, like, white people, like, vomit on yeah. the street in the morning. That didn't phase me. I'd be disappointed if they didn't have a bunch of beers at their feet. You know? right. Well, because it was guys he was, I think it's because, too, there was the guys he was walking by and they were like, hey, gringo. He seemed like very frightened. He I was... think he got scared. Well, because this was the second town where they didn't right. know him. And it was the rougher town, yeah. The first town, he was there for the whole day, and I think they probably knew the vice team was coming. Yeah. And so he was kind of like, everyone was kind of playing it up for him a little bit. I think the second town where the real fights happened they don't fucking know vice and they don't give a shit about you yeah <laughs> they didn't know you were the you were the the token white guy in the previous festival <laughs> yeah no you could feel the uncomfortableness oh he in, he, he in was his voice he was just, way different the his demeanor day. yeah and i'm like yeah because your friends aren't at this one are they <laughs> yeah oh yeah i'm guessing most of his guys didn't come yeah so that's what i think yeah but uh so takanaki yeah december 25th. very interesting yeah punch somebody fuck yeah. it i don't know start well, your if, own hey start your own family Exactly. Tradition of uh, Takanaki. Takanaki. Just get together, air out some grievances, and then after you, when you're done, have a drink. Yes. Hug it out. I don't know. I think that works. I like it. I think it's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest it to my family. I don't think it's gonna go over well, but we'll yeah. see. I don't know what else to say except for the end. I hope and I know Fishmas, you know, it's a pun on Christmas, but whatever you celebrate, I hope you had a great one. Yeah. I hope, I hope you had hope a wonderful your holidays were fantastic. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season, especially this year when just just everything's the goddamn worst and you don't even have the reprieve of getting together with your loved ones. For, mm, yeah, I hope you found some joy at the end of this yeah, year. And I, I'm I, hoping next year we can climb out of this hole and Yes. Yes. Hopefully fucking <sighs> hopefully. <laughs> That things can get back just to get a, back to somewhat normal, a little more normal next year. You know, as long as we're dealing, you know, let's still be vigilant, let's still be smart. Um, but uh, yeah, I just hope everyone managed to have a good holiday season because I know this was a rough one for some. I have some friends too, because like, not just the pandemic side of it, but like you know the election side of it, you know the you know the protest side of it divided a lot of people. There was there was a lot, a lot this of year. stuff that could have caused some division in some families and uh, I hope you can just move past it and realize that deep down we're all people. Well, we, all, we need to get along and Well, but also too, if like I hope you also realize you're like fuck, my a couple family members just won't stop being racist. I'm going to stop hanging out with them. Well, if that's the case then yes. And I want you to know, that's a very tough decision to make, but I'm glad you made it. It's a it's a hard one, but you'll you'll your life will improve. Well, and for I it. think family doesn't always mean blood. You know what I mean? That's a good point. That's it doesn't. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. There's um, a lot of people I'm insanely close to that are not blood, and absolutely, I, I consider them family. You know what I mean? Yeah, and closer than some people you might be blood related to. Oh, absolutely. So, but um, that was a weird little yeah little bit. I don't know. It's but it's but I, that's why I've been saying to people. I'm just like I hope no matter what you celebrate, no matter what you feel, I just hope you had a good. You found a way to have an okay holiday season because, I don't know, this time of year I always think, you know, people, people some people like to get bent on shape about like happy holidays versus Merry Christmas and that shit. And my thing, I'm always just like, whatever you do, whatever do you. Because my thing is always like this time of year is for everybody because no matter what, even if you celebrate nothing at all, you at least usually get a fucking day off. Yeah. <laughs> you know at I mean? a bare minimum. Nothing's open. Nothing's yeah. open on Christmas. So you usually at least get a day off. So but, I'm like, hey, that's your fucking day off, man. 
Yeah, you may not know why. You make the best out of that. Even if you don't do anything special for it, I hope you sat down and you had the greatest fucking chill sesh you've ever had in your life with that open Friday you just had, you know? Yeah. That's how I feel about it. So, I like it. So, Merry Fishmas. Uh, and maybe this can be your new holiday. It's maybe Fishmas. Fishmas can be your new holiday. Yeah. You can tell your boss, hey, listen, Sorry. it's fucking Fishmas. It's Fishmas, and this year it's two months long. So, I'll see you in a couple months. Fishmas changes every year. That's the rules they set up. Yeah. It's, it's a different length. The shadow figure we don't know. Oh, shit. This whole year is Fishmas. I can't... But you're going to have to pay me or else I'll sue your mm, ass. Yeah, because it's a religious holiday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for uh, my good friend Dustin Pixley. I'm Logan Nielsen. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. I just couldn't finish. That, no, my mouth just quit. My mouth quit working there. <laughs> <laughs> From Rough <laughs> Alright, it's over. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>